All right, I want to welcome on my next guest. We've got media personality and podcast host, Megan Kluth. Megan, how's everything going for you? Zach, it's going well. It was an exciting day yesterday for sports. Uh, happy Monday to you. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well so far. Yeah, I'm glad football's back. I'm glad the guys are safe is what they tell us. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping the numbers are correct, but it looks like all's going well so far, so I'm glad to see it. The numbers, yeah, it seems like the NFL's moderated bubble is working, but what is not working is the lack of a preseason. Yeah. No, yeah Clearly it, yesterday. It's, it's crazy how many guys are getting hurt. I think it is mm -hmm. also a lot of the guys, they, the contact came in much later this year than normal. Maybe their bodies aren't used to it, but it's just a lot of freak things. So I'm, it's really sorry to see all these guys getting hurt, but hopefully like as the season goes on, the injuries start to decline. But it's, it's, it's brutal seeing all these guys getting carted off the field. You hate to see it. Yeah, I think what we learned yesterday is that preseason games might be important. The number of injuries were alarming, and it's not just – it's your star players that are going down. So um, I'm curious to see what the amp up for week three is like. I have a question. Just kind of side question. So I know your your podcast is called The Moment of Cluth, and I have a question. I don't. I don't think. I doubt you've ever been asked this question before. Have you ever accidentally said "Welcome to the Megan of Cluth"? Have you ever said that at all? Because I feel like I'd say it five out of five times. Welcome to the Megan Cluth. Megan of Cluth. Instead of saying. Oh, Megan of Cluth. No, I haven't. Really? I haven't. Interesting. Yeah, maybe it's just because like part of me created the podcast name. The podcast name came from two two derivatives so the first reason i named it moment of cluth is because the whole thing is about like backstories with athletes and entertainers entrepreneurs um what led you to where you are today and the purpose behind that is because i feel like we've all had those moments where we're dancing around in our living room screaming at the top of our lungs because we finally got that thing that we really want but i want to know about the moments that you didn't get what you want and that you almost gave up your dream because you thought it was out of reach for you and when you were acting out of alignment to who you were so cluth and truth rhyme I have yeah. called it Moment of Tooth before. That's good, too. On accident. But that was a podcast that I was taping while also having wine. So wow. um, apparently one glass of wine right. is all it takes for me to confuse my own last name with Tooth. I thought you were going to say you are getting, like, getting a crown put in. Um, <laughs> that could be a good like a, dental, like a dental hygienist podcast, Moment of Tooth. Yeah. Alvin yeah. Kamara and I can go to the same dentist and get our grills, right? And yeah. That's how I'm going to roll from now on. It's a flossing podcast. It's new. It's, it's all the rage. <laughs> Top five in the, in the charts. So I have a question. So you've done so many different interviews, so many different people. Is there any of them that really stuck out to you that you were like, wow, I didn't expect them to say that? Um, I'm not sure there was any like unexpected interviews uh, because most of like, the, the guys that I interview, whether it's football or basketball or so far baseball, um, it, they're people, they're contexts that I've known from covering them throughout the years. So I kind of know how they're going to, how they're going to act. They're, if you're going to have Cam Jordan on your podcast, he's going to be silly. If you're going to have Roman Harper on your podcast, he's going to say roll tide, you know? So I, I kind of know what they're going to do and say. I think one of the most interesting interviews that I had was with Karan Butler. Um, this was right at the height of the Black Lives Matter um, movement really taking off and he's from Racine, Wisconsin, a predominantly white town. He's been arrested 15 times. He discovered his love for basketball in a jail cell in Wisconsin at Ju in Juvie. So just hearing his story, like I had kind of known it from reading it on the internet, but having him tell me what he's really been through was probably my favorite podcast to date. Um, Cause it really just shed a light on what so many of these guys go through uh, growing up 
experiencing yeah. racism. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 nothing really surprising. Yeah, no, he because he, he's had a phenomenal like a bear. So it's such an interesting life. Did you? Because I know with him, I know he had some um, issues early on, but I know he's very vocal about it now, and he's everywhere. I see him everywhere you go. He's 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 incredible. I know he's done some work with NBC Sports Washington here in DC. I've seen him on ESPN, TNT, everything. Would do you? Do, so those kind of things just come pretty easy to you, kind of getting to get people to open up. Yeah, I would say that that's probably my strongest skill is making people feel comfortable. Um, And I say this all the time, you know, with being a reporter, whether it's sports or entertainment or lifestyle, whatever you want to do, make sure you hone that one skill that really makes you unique. Whether you're the stats guy or you're the witty guy or you are the person who just makes people want to sit down and talk to you because you've also become friends with their wife. Like whatever it is that you need to do, be super, super sharp on that one skill. I actually read a book that's called The One Thing, and it's about a rabbit chasing two things. It's completely off subject, but you chase the one thing that you want and you get it. If you try to chase two things, you don't get it. So just be really clear on what it is that makes you unique and roll with it. Absolutely. So so then you brought up a couple of form, uh, current and former Saints, Cam Jordan, uh, Roman Harper. I know you spent a lot of time in New Orleans, and mm-hmm. I'm sure you uncovered some very interesting people. I know you are telling about me last time some of the very interesting people you met is I know you were telling me the time I think you got bit by a snake and something like that. And <laughs> that, that was okay. very interesting. Unclear if it was actually a snake. So this was actually, it was a Sunday. I got pulled from doing a sports story because there were floods in Baton Rouge, which, ha- which happens a lot. There are a lot of floods. It's a low-lying area, below sea level. So um, I'm asked to go cover the floods in Baton Rouge. And there's a little town outside of Baton Rouge called Ponchatoula. And so I'm standing knee-deep in this water, and I've got my boot, my wellies on. I'm wearing my wading, those, the pants, like the fisherman pants. I actually wasn't wearing these at the time. I was wearing actually the same pants I'm wearing right now, these Lululemon yoga pants. But I had them in my car. And I hopped out of my news truck to go. I had an intern with me. It was like a bajillion degrees because after a storm, it, by the way, gets really, really extra hot. Like it was Hell's Front Porch before the storm. Sorry if I can't swear on this podcast. But after it rains, it's like, good God, does the devil live like this? Like it is just brutal. So it's super hot. I'm standing in these boots. I'm in the water trying to interview this man. And all of a sudden I get this like stinging bite on my inner thigh and I freak out, drop the microphone in the water, run, run back to some solid land. I'm like, what do you think that was? And the guy just looks at me and goes, probably a snake. Uh, It wasn't a snake. I got a tetanus shot. I was fine. But... Yeah, I saw some weird stuff. There was, <laughs> there's a lot of characters yeah. in that part of the country, and I miss every second of living and seeing it all the time. Which weather do you prefer, L.A. or Louisiana? Easy. Louisiana. Just kidding. <laughs> no, L.A. I love – I mean, it's a dry heat here. When it was really, really hot a couple of weekends ago, it was pretty bad. Um, I'm from Chicago. I just moved from Chicago, and so I'm used to humidity. But the humidity in Louisiana, like, it hits you – it's like abusive. Honestly, you walk out of your house and your hair is immediately fallen. (laughs) You're sweating within seconds. It's like you're stepping into a steam shower when you're walking out your front door. Like the, the glasses, the glass door on your building will be fogged up. It's brutal. But when it's 70 degrees and not humid in Louisiana, it's a really nice time. (laughs) How's the air quality out there now? I know it was kind of all over the place the past couple weeks. Last week it was really weird. 
really dirty. Uh, I guess I guess it was the ash like settling. Um, actually, my car for the first time ever said "wash car ASAP" in the dashboard, <laughs> which I have never seen that before. I know they thought, have those. I need one of them. Yeah, I thought something. I thought it was like the new ASAP Rocky song. Actually, I was like, My "What thing. is this?" Ferg left, so he's probably trying everything now. So yeah, you know, telling people to wash their cars. Uh, but I took it to the car wash, and it's already dirty again. Right now, it's clear skies and sunny, and about seventy-five degrees, so I can't complain. But it was, there was a stretch of a couple of days when it was pretty bad. Yeah, and I have a question. So I know fans haven't been allowed in yet, but have you have you gone past to see the new Rams Charger Stadium at all? So I used to fly over it because for a year I was doing back and forth from Chicago wow. to LA and uh, it looked pretty incredible from the sky. And I was shocked to see that this thing actually got done on time. I've driven by it. I haven't been able to go inside yet. Uh, maybe I'll get a tour soon, but it looks incredible. I mean, it looks like it's $5 billion. Yeah. That's the thing. When you want to spend that much money, you want people to go, wow, every time they see it, regardless if they go in the door. I'm not- really curious to see what the food is going to be though. It's probably like everything is catered and every, it, it, I mean, it's probably, I can't imagine there's going to be any negative press about this place. Like every, if, if they get a health, if a health critic comes in and says something's wrong, I'll be shocked because they're pulling out all everything, they're pulling out everything. And then so speaking of that, so we got a kind of a little bit of surprise. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yesterday, the days are all over the place now, but um, Justin Herbert got some action. What were your thoughts on that? I'm sorry. Say that again. I couldn't hear you. Uh, oh, oh, Justin, Justin Herbert got kind of, Throw it into the game. Were you shocked or what was your thoughts? Yeah, honestly, I wasn't shocked, but it seems like he was farther along than anyone thought. It seemed like it was an ideal situation in L.A. as the Chargers had a quarterback for the present and then one for the future and Herbert. But obviously, Taylor, didn't he say it was because of a, he was feeling short chest, of breath? Chest, not with his chest, but it was, it was like last minute too. It was really odd. But uh, yeah, but Herbert played phenomenally well and they were playing up against the Super Bowl champions. So I think he yeah. Yeah, and he went he went toe to toe with them. He was, in my opinion, nothing short of fantastic against the defending Super Bowl champs. He threw for I think three hundred and eleven yards and a touchdown. He ran. For, I think he ran for one. He was he was incredible because it was. I think that was why well, there's a lot of shocking news yesterday, and unfortunately, a lot of it was disappointing. But that was positive news, and I think the future is very bright in Los Angeles, for, as you're saying, for currently and for the future. And, and it is also going on not in Los Angeles. Shouldn't be going on in Los Angeles. NBA playoffs have been going on in Orlando. I don't know how these guys have been dealing with staying in Orlando for two months. I, well, I have a question. What's the longest you've ever been in a hotel in one stay? Probably five days, and I almost lost my mind. I'm not big you on can leave, out though. You can leave, though. Yeah. They can't leave. So yeah. I don't know how they're managing. So what, what have been your thoughts that the Lakers have been great? They're obviously the Western Conference Finals when they were recording this. I think the game's tomorrow. Tomorrow? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know what, yeah, I mean, then there's no NBA games tonight. Um, the next NBA game is – yeah, the next game is tomorrow, I believe. I think, you know, something that is not talked about widely in the press is that it does get depressing living in this bubble, and I think a lot of the players are experiencing depression, not being able to leave, not being able to see their families. Uh, the Lakers have obviously performed very well under this pressure, so whatever they're doing, keep it up. I love, love, love that AD shouted Kobe after he made that – basket but um a little shocked that denver is trailing this far behind already yeah now i don't because i know the lakers since they've played so well they've had a lot of rest going into each series i don't know if that helps because they always say does it does it help if you're rested or does it hurt that you haven't played in a while but they're up 2-0 as as of this taping and it looked like it's smooth sailing from here on out it's it's very it's very interesting so let me ask your predictions then do you think who do you think is taking this series 
I think the last if, before, if you would ask me this before, I would have said, barring a catastrophic injury, I I do like Denver, but I would pick the Lakers. But unfortunately, I'm a Celtics fan, and I even though they they won on Saturday, I've lost all confidence in the team. They're not trying hard at all, and Miami looks like they just want it more. But my I've been, I've been saying it since before the playoffs started. This is such a weird year. It's there's no home court advantage. There's no fan. There's no the, the virtual Michelob fans don't count. You can't hear mm-hmm. that. I, I, personally, like the best I saw a golden retriever was on the other day. That was probably the best. Michelob yes, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. My favorite must be the dogs. He, I think that that should be like a requirement. Like if you if you sign up, your dog has to be on it for half the time. So we have something interesting to look at. But <laughs> but um, it's just a weird season. And technically, the Heat are the home. I guess you could say they have home feet, home court, even though like they're in a bubble but they look like they want it more and this is such a weird year it wouldn't surprise me to see a team that's not boston that's not los angeles to win the title because it's going to be a weird year and and i hate that it's people are going to years from now they're going to say oh a season oh it was kind of weird the pandemic happened and they were in the bubble and there wasn't home game. it's not a real it, it's a real season this has been real basketball these guys are going out at 150 percent. i wish boston would go out a little bit higher but <laughs> it, it it's it's a real season and i Miami looks like – honestly, Lakers are up 2-0. Miami is up 2-0. I haven't seen any team that looks like they want it more than Miami. More than Miami. Eh. Yeah. I uh, feel like the Lakers might want it just as bad as Miami, just oh, yeah. throwing it out there. They might <laughs> want to just win this just in Kobe's honor this year. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, last night was a great game. Tonight, Monday Night Football, you've got the Saints versus the Raiders. That's my team. I love the Saints, so I'm <laughs> – gearing up for that here in a bit and pretty excited about it you, it just you feels root, good to have sports back if they're playing the bears who do you root for saints sorry really interesting not sorry <laughs> but the, the bears are phenomenal this year they're 2-0 kind of i mean yeah are they though this is what the bears do they love to just let you they lead you on they want you to believe they're there for you and then they disappoint i have a question you were you in new orleans for the pi call no i wasn't that was my first year back in chicago so still upsets me i watched it on television so you were there so you were there for the minneapolis yes what was that like what was that that like in new orleans after that happened new orleans has had a streak of uh kind of devastating ends to the season the last couple of years the last yeah two three years there's been something like that that has taken place that's been like oh it's it's either pass it's the pass interference call or it's the devastation in minneapolis but year after year they play with a chip on their shoulder and as a saints fan let's not forget that the year that they first clinched or they've not clinched the first year that they made playoffs was they won the super bowl three years later okay it was oh six and then they won in oh nine um so maybe this is the year that they win the Super Bowl. I mean, it's hard. It's tough to watch, like, Willie Sneed and Mark Ingram play for the Ravens now because I'll forever view them as Saints. And uh, I think Michael Thomas is a big-time baller. I love watching him on, on game day. And Drew still got it in him. It's a little hard for me to watch Teddy Bridgewater also play for another NFC South team because he is still, in my mind, a Saint. They had such a good group going when I was there. But, um, yeah, good guys, good atmosphere in the locker room. Um, New Orleans is unlike any city that I've ever worked in in the way that they really let you in as a media personality or as a media person just in general. I I feel like in Chicago they were pretty closed off. 
with what you could and couldn't do with the players, like outside of just your locker room interviews in really? New Orleans, they really let you have access to the guys. And some of that is from building personal relationships with them. And um, that's when I thrive the most in any market that I'm working in is when I'm able to actually build a personal relationship and get to know you. So I can ask you questions that are not just your typical, um, your typical post game questions. But I find that it's a city that like, you're not, they don't live in these big fancy homes away from everybody. Like the city's very integrated. You're at dinner with them next to them constantly. Cause it's a small town. So um, that's why I think I fell so hard for the saints because they just, they keep it real. So you, you've run into like players and stuff at dinner and you're like, Oh, look, it's Ted Ginn over there. He's at table. Six. Yeah. All the time. That's awesome. I never really Yeah. And the, I mean, it's a, it's a city that on Mondays is red beans and rice day. And when the saints play on Sunday, they leave red, ben, red beans and rice on Drew Brees' doorstep. So, like, his address is, like, public knowledge. Like, people – walks home from practice at Tulane with his pads in his hands. He orders uh, Jimmy John's to go, walks home to hang out with his kids. Like, the, the city of New Orleans can leave him red, bean, red beans and rice on Monday, and it's just – you know, it's wholesome. Like, they're respectful, but it's wholesome. That's interesting. So, so you had a lot more access in New Orleans than in Chicago. I figured that'd be the opposite because New Orleans has so much more success. I figured they have so many more people trying to get in there. Well, it's a bigger market. So they're also getting uh, yeah. publicity yeah. in other ways. Yeah. Whereas New Orleans, as much as it plays big, it's still small. So the guys, like their foundations are not getting the publicity that they would typically get. The, um, the ad deals are different for them. So they're more media friendly because they're not, it's not Miami. It's not Los Angeles. It's not so much the glitz and glam. It's more of just your like small hometown. Yeah. I have a question. Have you been focusing on baseball all this year or not? I, I, don't, I haven't watched the game. No, no, I haven't. And I feel bad saying that because I'm a Cubs fan. I'm a diehard Cubs fan. I really have not been focusing on it because for me, baseball is another one of those sports that it's like kind of like hockey. I want to be in the building to watch it. If I'm watching it on TV, I'm kind of tired. Like the game doesn't have the same effect that it has when you're in person yeah. because it's not like football either. You know, football is still such a show yeah. when it's even just when you're watching it on TV. So no, I haven't to answer your question. I have not been following. Yeah. No, fo football is much better on TV, especially if you're a Washington football fan, because the best seat in the house is not at the arena because you can change the channel. Personally, in my yeah. opinion, they have obstructed views. This is a real thing. They have obstructed view seating at FedEx field. And in my personal opinion, it's the best seat in the house because you can watch something else. So uh, it, it, it's, it's been very, very disappointing. But I know the Dodgers are doing probably well, so but probably people out there are pretty, pretty excited about yeah, it. Yeah, the Dodgers are doing well. I couldn't tell you who's doing well. I know the Orioles were doing well for a little bit. I was telling people before the season, the Orioles are used to winning 40 games a year. This mm -hmm. year, that might be good enough to get them into the playoffs. But um, I saw a meme today, like the Cubs clinched, the White Sox clinched, the Bears won. It's like – Hot coffee in the morning, iced coffee in the afternoon weather in Chicago could be a, a red line classic happening there. So I think Chicago fans are very pumped about what's happening right now. But, you know, there's still time to disappoint. <laughs> are, you, are you so used to the Chicago weather that L.A. is just nothing to you? Are you kidding me? I used to annoy my fan, my my fans. I used to annoy my my non-existent fans, my friends. Um, every time I'd come out to LA to visit them, because I would always be like, "I want to go on a hike. I want to go on a bike ride. Can we like go to the beach? Do you want to go swimming? Do you want to do this?" And they'd be like, "Stop waking us up at seven thirty in the morning to ask us <laughs> to do all these activities." And I'd be like, "But you don't understand. I'm coming from Chicago, and it's freezing cold there. It's like November, and there's four inches of snow on the ground. So I will never take this weather for granted. Like the fact that I can walk my dog and it doesn't rain, and 
Um, like there's like this weird marine layer in the morning, which I had to get used to where it's kind of foggy and like wet and dewy, but that's like as wet as it gets. And, uh, just like the fact, I mean, I've been told that it stays like this for another, like, I guess it gets a little bit cold in the winter months, but like leather jacket, cold, not parka jacket. And also that's been great for my, um, the fashionista in me because I would always buy these like pants and skirts that I wanted to wear. And then like when they were in season, I would have to put on like a a sleeping bag parka jacket over it. So no one would actually see my outfit. So it's been kind of fun to be like, look at all these clothes I have. They don't, they don't have fashionistas down by the bayou in New Orleans or no, not really. It was too hot. You might, there was like in month, in the month of August, everyone knew you were just going to be wearing the station provided t-shirts. <laughs> you're going to sweat through it. You're going to wear yoga pants and your hair is going to be in a bun and you're not going to do any standups because we shot for ourselves there. So you're lugging 40 pounds of gear. And the last thing you want to do after shooting a story about an alligator on the loose is get in front of your camera and sweat for the television viewers to see. So the, fall, <laughs> the, fall, the fall catalog was just polos. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. LSU polos. <laughs> That's interesting. And I, I, I saw you interviewed um, Charlie Ward, um, former. Mm-hmm. I, I actually interviewed him a couple months ago, but the file, the, the audio was, I couldn't use it. And I really wanted to see it, but he didn't show me. Did he show you the Heisman Trophy? No. Yeah. He didn't. Oh, he didn't show me I didn't ask, though. That's a really good point. I didn't ask. Like, you're brave for asking. He was in his trophy room. I should have asked to see it. But yeah. I was just so amazed by the fact that he won the Heisman, and then he decided to play – in the NBA. Yeah. It's wild. Because it, it, nowadays, that would never happen. Yeah. Now, there's actually a funny, uh, funny fact about that. So, he and David Lee are the last two Knicks rookies to resign. David Lee resigned in 2007. And him in the 90s. So, it's My wild. gosh. Yeah. So, I, I told him that. He didn't, I don't think he knew. I don't think he wanted to know. But uh, it's, I think it's just it's, this is a wild stat. So, for, get, so, I got one last question. What's your prediction for the Saints game tonight? Uh, no Michael Thomas. He's out. I'm, I'm obviously going to go with the Saints. I'm going to predict that they'll win every game because Super Bowl, but I would say I think it's going to be a close one. I think there's going to be a lot of points on the board, and I think it's one with the field goal. All right. Take that. Well, Will Lutz, pressure's on you now. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, so, But this has been a lot of fun, so I wanted to uh, thank you again. And then how can people find you on social media and then find your podcast? My podcast is called Moment of Cluth. You can find it everywhere you listen to your podcast, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Twitch. Maybe not Twitch. Is Twitch a thing? I don't know. I've heard about Twitch before Stitcher. I used to think Stitcher was like a yarn app, and then I found out it wasn't. So All these millennial things, like, you know, the place where you you pick up the podcasts, where you buy the podcasts. uh, where you get your podcast is where you can find my podcast. Should That's I say cool. podcast one more time? And then my Instagram handle is at Megan Kluth, K-L-U-T-H. Twitter is the same. Facebook is Megan Kluth's reporter. And that's it, right? That's yeah. it. Those are all the handles. And then, and then so, and I know I asked you if you messed up on the podcast intro ever. And if you do it after this because I said so, let me know. So, I will. Yeah, be like, it's going to be like, damn it. I'm not, I gotta, welcome I gotta, to I Megan of Kluth. <laughs> I, I, I would do it every time. I've, I've mispronounced so many names on here. I always ask, and if, if it's not one syllable, I ask just to be safe. Even though they're like, <laughs> what the hell is this guy asking me for? But this has been a lot of fun. Just wanted to thank you again for the Saints tonight. And uh, this has been awesome. So thank you, Zach. Time. Thank you so much for having me on. And best of luck to you. You've got a great voice. You've got a great thing going. Excited to see what you do next. I appreciate thank it. You. Thank you. Me too.